on GT Channel with Sam Itani, James McKeon, and Taro Koki. Hello again, motor fans. We are back here at Pod Speed, episode number 42. So we are slowly making our way to 50. Uh, as usual, I am here with James McKeon of No Breaking Podcast and Taro Koki, president and uh, just all powers that be at GT Channel. Uh, Hello. Hello. Whole thing together. And today we have a special guest from across the Pacific. Um, uh, you would think he'd, uh, he's a Japanese guy. He's, he's kind of a he's kind of an Italian in the Japanese body. Or no, no, the other way. A uh, Japanese and Italian body. Mr. <laughs> Speed Hunter himself, Dino Dale Cabonare. How, how did I do with the name, Dino? Hey, guys. Did I do okay did with the so. name? Did he do better than James Michioni? <laughs> So anyways, Dino, and I, yeah, Dino <laughs> and I go a ways back because, uh, you know, he's the uh, the sports car, sports car, GTR, all that, all the good stuff over there. He covers, he shoots. And uh, uh, because of that, I've run into him a few times. Uh, I think I'm sure it's uh, uh, you too as well. Right, Taro? Uh, briefly actually Dino and I have been friends like on Facebook and we've communicated but we really haven't spent too much time together we've like bumped into each other at events and stuff like literally like at the SEMA show like we were like I was going down an elevator he's going up and we're like ah and then that was it (laughs) that's That's it okay well Dino I think you and I we've had we've had a little more uh, connection now (laughs) yeah yeah not not in a while though yeah I know I haven't seen you in like three four probably three years probably huh yeah, yeah. Maybe I think maybe when Jay Leno came over. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That was fun. So, anyways, Taro, you, uh, I'm sure you have a lot of questions for Mr. Speed Hunter here himself. So I'll let you take it away, and me and James yeah. will jump in. So, oh, there, there it go. is. Hey, Speed nice Hunters. shirt. Hey. Nice, <laughs> perfect. We can, we can, uh, there you go. Oh, okay. Uh, show off our shirts. Uh, where's your James. Star Wars shirt, James? James, how about your? your Yoda. Are you representing? I've got. Uh, what do you have there? Is that your no breaking shirt? No, Hellbrand. Torrance, mm. Torrance, California. Wheels. Oh, Magnesium wow. wheels. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing nothing. Nothing downstairs either, no Sam, is it? No well, sponsors well, for me today. <laughs> let's, let's kick it off. Okay. Uh, Dino, uh, thanks for uh, joining us today. Um, can you um, maybe let uh, our GT Channel viewers and podcast listeners um, know how you ended up in Japan? We don't get to hear that part oh. of your story very often. Well, where, where, where and where you came from? And how you ended up. Where I came from, okay. Um, so I'm not sure if, well, I mean, I think the name kind of gives it away. I am <laughs> Italian. Um, but I actually grew up in the UK for the most part. Um, and then uh, my parents got sent to Japan for work. So that's mm. how originally I ended up in Japan. I ended up finishing high school here. And uh, after university, I came back because I love the place. And I didn't feel like I was done with it quite yet. So, you know, fast forward... Well, 20 years now and I'm still here so <laughs> did you go to ASIJ or something like that no I went to another uh international school called St. Mary's oh St. Mary's yeah yeah yeah, yeah I remember oh, that oh you know oh yeah James used to live in Japan so yeah I, 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 I don't know any of these schools you guys are talking oh, really? about so dropping, <laughs> I, I, dropping down I, this lingo I have no idea what you guys are talking about we're, we're, I coach soccer at St. Mary's oh there you go <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> my, my son goes to St. Mary's now there you go. Okay, so you you moved back to Japan because you love Japan, and uh, yeah. how did your your affair with cars begin, though? 
So my affair with cars began probably when I was two years old. Mm -hmm. uh, back when I was in Italy, I remember like my first memories of cars is when my dad used to take me to hill climb races. Uh, we oh, lived pretty nice. close to the mountains there. Mm -hmm. oh, and uh, I think it was that visual impact of seeing these crazy prototypes because they, they built some really wild cars like for hill climbing, like yeah, you know, yeah. probably based on like single seaters with like these crazy Loman looking bodies. Mm -hmm. And I think that visual impact kind of probably set me off <laughs> on a lifetime of, of passion towards cars. So everything probably started off, yeah, when I was about two. So very late 70s. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, growing up in the UK, I think I had a very unique look into the world of cars because I think around that time, there was a lot of... Uh, I guess magazines, not only, you know, testing the usual cars that came out, but also looking towards Japan for, you mm -hmm. know, inspiration and what was going on in Japan. And that was my first kind of, uh, I guess, knowledge of what the Japanese were doing when it came to sports cars and seeing these wild cars, which I've never seen before, mm -hmm. uh, tested on these UK mags. And I remember as a kid, when my, when my parents used to go shopping for the weekly groceries, I just used to go to the news agents next door and just literally scan every single car magazine. And mm. that, that was, you know, normality for me for about five to five to six years. And then mm -hmm. after that, we ended up moving to Japan. And that's when I actually <laughs> got to see out? it <laughs> with my own eyes. And, you know, I came to Japan and was cars, which I had no idea existed because, you know, we don't yeah. really get to see what uh, domestic vehicles are or domestic models are like in other countries. Mm -hmm. So I may have kind of, seen like i don't know like a z32 or a 32 gtr before but all the other weird cars that were in japan in the early 90s were kind of like blowing my mind and and uh you know doing doing you know the the, the school thing in tokyo in the early 90s i got to see some I, I guess the tail end of the bubble mm -hmm. so um i think the first walk i ever took around shibuya in 93 Mm -hmm. I ended up seeing a Koenig Testarossa and I think that was it. That was like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta stay here and you know, kind of explore this a bit more when I'm done with school. And that's what I ended up doing after university. So, yeah. Um, many people that have visited Japan are surprised about not just the Japanese, you know, sports cars that they don't see, but as you've reported in speed hunters a lot, you know, there's a <laughs> bunch of other cars from other countries italian you know british like you see these weird you know everything. french cars that, there's, there's everything. everything in japan yeah it's insane and it's mostly hidden until the right event comes out and mm -hmm. you know everybody brings their cars and to this day i'm still amazed like a couple of weeks ago i covered this italian uh, cars and coffee event at the prince tokyo hotel mm -hmm. and like this insane selection of cars arrived and they had a little corner which was only for Zagato designed cars. Yeah. Ended up seeing a couple of cars I never even knew existed. And mm -hmm. <laughs> um, a guy that made a kit car looking version of a Lamborghini Countach uh, concept car showed mm -hmm. up and blew everybody's mind because you know nobody knew what it was. It's like <laughs> this guy by the concept, you know, everyone's like, well, wasn't it crashed for like homologation or something? Mm -hmm. So Japan continues to uh, to surprise me uh you know i've been doing this for about 20 years now and uh i still get element of surprise which i think is what's keeping me here because you know when you get kind of tired of on this you start looking around for other things to do but i'm still very much um in awe of what the 
Japanese are able to do in the car space. And, and it's like, you know, it's, it's not just Japanese or just European or just English. It's just everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, crazy K runs vans in, and K uh, Yeah. Crazy yeah. Runs it runs so Japanese culture. It runs so deep. <laughs> and, it, and if you take it down to like motorcycles or scooters, mm-hmm. so much culture around customization here and personalization that um, I think you get to see. Uh, I guess uh, an element of Japanese society and, and what makes a Japanese, you know, it's, it's basically they're, they're kind of stressed out by their own culture and society. And this is the only outlet they have. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you can really tell that they really want to push the limits and the envelope when it comes to like tuning and doing stuff with cars or vehicles, anything with wheels. Yeah. It's definitely not just a form of transportation for sure. Right. I mean, you, you look at even like the, the trucks and the K's and the, you have the Bosozoku and there's just every Itasha. element of, of Itasha, yeah. Right? <laughs> Crazy runs deep, man. So <laughs> I, I, I think I was uh, reading that article that you were just talking about and you were talking about um, the, uh, the Lancia Delta S4 and uh, you were, mm-hmm. you were mentioning that, um, That's awesome. uh, you know, you're like, um, you know, you hadn't had a chance. You've you've seen him like pass by your neighborhood or yeah, something. Yeah, I've seen him like a bunch of times on Megrodori, and uh-huh. and I'm like always traveling the opposite direction, and I can't uh-huh. do a U-turn fast enough to catch up. But yeah. it's literally like heart attack every time I see it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I got to to see it up close, and yeah, I'll be doing a shoot on that car. So yeah, oh, that's cool. Oh, very cool. So, do you think being a foreigner in Japan helps you like? talk to these people like if if a japanese guy did that i think they they might just like think i'm a, I'm a weirdo like chasing him down or something what what do you what do you th- feel about how do you oh, feel I think about there's that definitely that element of you know oh i can show my card to mm-hmm. uh, kind of like broader audience instead of mm-hmm. just you know maybe showing it to, to japan only media or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think it's come to the point where everybody pretty much knows me now in japan as you know speaking on terms of dino so yeah, uh, I don't even need to introduce myself most times. They're just like, right. they either, uh, you know, acknowledge the fact that I'm there or just simply like shy away. And then I'll have to make the first move. But it's it's pretty easy for me. I have to say, like, I just woke up to people and they're like, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's shoot it. <laughs> it's like Sam in the States. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no. <laughs> Dino's, Dino's made a brand out of himself. You know, the, uh, the nice, you know, the usually the white or light colored glasses, the, uh, you know, the, the, the you usually you have a little, little hair. Oh, okay, hair. a little bit, a little bit stand up top, and uh, and yeah, he's always around. You know, uh, the cars. So I mean, I mean, I knew D, I knew of Dino before I even went to Japan, and when I met him, I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, hey, Dino, how's it going? You know, so, so yeah, your reputation precedes you everywhere now. You know, so, so how, well, how did you get know. started in uh, automotive journalism? I mean, like growing up in Japan, going back, you know, you said you went yeah. back to Japan um did you always were you always uh, writing uh, on cars or how did you no get not at all no so i i actually studied economics in university in the uk and mm-hmm. once i came back to japan i was looking for jobs in finance and mm-hmm. uh, i did a little bit of that and i got very bored with it very mm-hmm. quickly and on the side i was uh you know i guess it was the beginning of the digital camera era and i picked mm-hmm. up this digital camera and i started like you know shooting events and just going around you know scuba and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh i did a little blog uh, uh with uh gtr owners club they gave me okay. a little space in their blog yeah yeah and uh out of that 
I guess it was the beginning of the internet and, you know, free content. And I just started getting hit up by various publications around the world. Hey, can you shoot this? Can you sell us this uh, batch of pictures? And it, it kind of kicked off from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, wait a second, you know, maybe I, I can actually pursue this. And mm-hmm. I went out on a limb and it, it kind of worked. So it was it was kind of touch and go at the beginning. I didn't know if I, if I should be pursuing it or not, but yeah. I think in the space of about six months, it became obvious that there was something uh, potentially viable to do. And uh, it picked up really quick. It was pretty much the end of, you know, uh, published magazines, you know, like printed media uh, mm-hmm. at that time. So there was still some work that I did around magazines for the first five years. And then it all kind of tapered off and started shifting towards, uh, you know, online blogs and stuff like that. So um initially it was it was fun um but it was also quite uh i mean it was a bit of a shock to see how how media shifted for me honestly you know you you, mm-hmm. you kind of get um you kind of get into the swing of things and then it all vanishes overnight kind of thing it was very quick the changeover yeah i yeah, was lucky because i got picked up uh by speed hunters pretty early on mm-hmm. it wasn't so much of a hit for me but um a lot of people that I got to meet in that space uh, ended up either changing jobs or doing other stuff because it was, you know, it was hard to sustain. It was a bit of a tough changeover. But um, so, yeah, initially I started with uh, magazines. I did a lot of like tuning magazines in, in the US and the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was working for up to about 30 magazines at one time. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, um, that's a lot. Just, having translations done in different languages ended up in like Russia, Greece, Spain, South America. So I was pretty much supplying uh, a lot of publications with, with content mm-hmm. from Japan. Yeah. And then uh, it all kind of went towards speed hunters and that, that's when stuff really got fun. And what year did you uh, start with speed hunters? Uh, 2008. Was that the very, very beginning of when they launched? It was before they launched, so there was a lot oh, of preparation okay. beforehand, mm-hmm. and then they went live in two thousand nine. Uh, how many? April. How many people are there? Uh, how many people are there when it started? Uh, Speed Hunters. Uh, when it started, oh god, uh, so much, about, right? about ten. Mm, okay. Is it about? The, is the staff still about the same number now, or is it? Has it gone? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of changed a bit the way we uh, approach things. It's it's there's a lot of like um, people just sharing their content rather than just being uh, you know direct employees of speed hunters. Wow. Okay. I see. Um, we get a lot of yeah, we get a lot of like people wanting wanting to to show their work on the site, and and it's great because you know we, we can tap into to to guys around the world where we don't have people so yeah awesome. you know we get stories from you know all corners of, of the globe basically so it's it's great to see that you know after such a long time we still have a, a very strong audience mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's it's basically it, it i think it it, it kind of grew after about two three years we really got into the swing of things and mm-hmm. uh it was it was a wild ride uh all throughout you know 20 2010 and onwards and uh, we had so much fun and, uh, you know, we're, we're still in there and, you know, covering stuff in Japan and, you know, around the globe and mainly US and, and UK, Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, James was showing me some of the earlier articles um, right before this call that, that you did. Um, 
what are what are some of your uh, early memories of um, you know the, the upstart uh, speed hunters days? Yep. So I think um, I think uh, probably uh, meeting Nakai-san mm -hmm. in the very beginning uh, before the raw welt thing really picked up outside of Japan. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually met him uh, before I was on Speed Hunters uh, when okay. he was still doing his, you know, track racing at Scuba, mm -hmm. and uh, just to see how he's kind of grown from this tiny little shop in countryside of Chiba mm -hmm. to a global sensation, building cars <laughs> and upsetting people and, and Porsche purists around the world ever since. Yeah, uh, that's a memorable one, and. Uh, I think also having a chance to go to Italy and visit Pagani oh, yeah. uh, in 2011, 2012 mm -hmm. uh, was pretty big because they really greeted us with, you know, open arms and they allowed us to see the whole process of how these amazing cars are created and mm -hmm. we even got to, to drive the cars and, and it ended up with me uh, helping them here in Japan uh, later on. Uh, I did mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff with them, uh, like including you know, organizing events out here. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, getting access to these very varied type of uh, car culture uh, side of things and, you know, making fun out of it all. Here's, oh, that's an old one right there. Uh, that, oh, you're that a young our, man. Yeah, it was very, yeah, it was probably like 10 kilos ago. Uh, <laughs> that's without the beard. <laughs> Without the beard, <laughs> but you have the light colored glasses. <laughs> so. Yeah. So was this at the Pagani um, so studio? This was uh, this was at the old Pagani factory. So before they built, they were still building the. They were already building the new uh, facility back then. I mean, it took mm -hmm. ages to build. So we got to um, see how the cars were built. Uh, look at the guys, you know, lay down carbon fiber and mm. put the zondas and the wires together. Is and of course, to sit down with Mr. Pagani and, and talk, yeah, talk car, yeah. talk passion, and, and where his design kind of language came from. Mm -hmm. And so, you spoke to him in Italian too, right? In his in his language. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's helpful. Well, he he's actually Argentinian, so his mother oh, he is. Yeah, that's right. He is Argentinian. I, I so he speaks that. Italian with. I mean, he speaks perfect Italian, but you can tell there's a there's a Spanish oh, background there. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's got a bit of a Spanish accent, so. But yeah, I mean, uh, he always prefers to speak in Italian and mm. it's uh, no issue for me to translate that into English. Yeah, I awesome. think he gets the message across uh, much more clearly in Italian. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Hey, um, Sam, uh, when you met um, Dino in Japan for Jay Leno, was it um, Dino that uh, arranged that uh, or invited you guys to the the GTR meet that uh, Jay rolls up in. Okay, well, do you know? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna tell, tell, tell us the story. It was tell a bit story. It was a bit staged because we needed a GTR <laughs> kind of club, uh, you know, some kind of underground um, a meeting, you know, uh, that Jay would be invited to, and you know, who who else are we gonna turn to except Dino? All right, Dino, and he he brought together the GTR club guys, and we uh, was that a parking lot? I, it was like in a parking structure, wasn't it, Dino? I think so. Yeah, I, I, and you guys parked all there. And then, Dino makes a cameo in that video too, though. Well, I, I thought they were gonna, yeah, I thought they were gonna talk to him a little more, but you know, so but you know, we just jumped in the GTR and just left. But yeah, I mean, it, it was staged, but you know, all those guys were true GTR guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a kind yeah, of like foreigner GTR group. That, um, we used to organize meets uh, 
at Daikoku monthly, but then everybody right. got busy with families and stuff like that, so it kind of faded away. But uh, it was uh, real guys with real cars. And yeah. uh, it was that fun was driving cool. around Tokyo with, with, with Jay and, and talking cars over dinner. That was, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool. So, so you guys went to j dinner after the shoot or before the shoot or something like that? It was before the shoot. Nice, nice. I can't even remember. Yeah, that, when is that? That was uh, 2012, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. He's yeah. a, but he's a real true fan of uh, Japanese cars, though, isn't he? Who, Jay? He's yeah. a true, uh, true fan of all cars. He yeah. likes everything. But like, he likes he likes really weird cars, too, like jet cars and, you know, yeah. those uh, you know, his knowledge, cars, you know. His knowledge cars. of cars needs to really be captured somehow because it, it's insanely vast. Like, he knows yeah, everything some weird like stuff, 120 know? years onwards, you know, yeah. pretty much everything. <laughs> Yeah, um, I was also um, speaking of, of weird cars. I was just looking at um, one of your latest articles about uh, Daigo and his uh, 2JZ R32 GTR. <laughs> tell, wow. tell us, tell us about, tell us about that car. I mean, that that's one yeah, crazy car. I, I still don't understand why he built it. I think it's just for fun. Yeah, I it's think just, it's just like, to piss people off. You know, pretty much. I mean. <laughs> It's like a two-frame R32 GTR converted to. I I I don't get it. Like, I think he loves to upset people. Yeah, I think so. Such a style, you know. Yeah, the car's yeah. even converted to left-hand drive, which I never really understood why he did that. But I guess he's on that side, or maybe it's a car he can take to Russia with him. I don't know. <laughs> maybe well he's, yeah, he's doing he's, that he's drift run, event Russian, uh, drift championship there yeah. yeah he's doing that with uh james dean and uh charles right so that's yeah. that's i don't think this car is going to pass regulation though i mean it's pretty yeah i mean it's literally a tube frame i mean it just it looks like a gtr from the outside but i mean it's it's like a mm. it's like a go-kart basically right with yeah with i mean the... the engine is pretty much half inside the the, the dashboard yeah so it's very much a midship kind of layout. I mean, it'll, it'll have very interesting weight distribution. But he he knows what he likes. You know, he can set up a car well. If if that's how it looks, that's how he wants it. But it's pretty uh, much heresy what he did. You know, so I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> yeah. he likes, I think he likes, gonna, he'll be taking it out pretty soon because I I saw he's um, he's already practiced a few donuts with it mm, around I his see. little space. So um, how was how was it uh, visiting his shop? I know you have a, a separate uh, story on his shop, but I mean, uh, I've never been to his shop. Uh, what what's his what's it like? Oh, so uh, walking, basically, walking his, his, shop? his shop has actually grown in the last couple of years. He's got mm -hmm. this main uh, workshop area where he builds cars for himself and and, and like clients, mm -hmm. and then and and wild projects like the McLaren uh, MP4 up there. I'm not sure what he's doing with that yet. Um, mm -hmm. And then he's got this massive, um, I guess, like X parking lot uh, converted to a bar, a barbecue area slash <laughs> grips course. I'll, I'll be covering it soon, but uh, okay. he's got a lot of space to, to kind of play around there. So it, it looks kind of like a Hoonigan burnout yard. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Spec, <laughs> I a train track. Pretty cool. Um, so, I, I mean, every time I go here, he's always building some crazy cars and he has such a unique style, you know, he, he knows what he likes. He likes his two J's. He likes his sequential transmissions, quick change rear ends. And he pretty much does that to every car he builds. Yeah. Um, 
and he's done that to the uh, Yaris, the, the G, GR Yaris. Yaris. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. He doesn't care what other people think, for sure. That's for sure. No, he just no. does what he wants to do. Do you know, have you driven the GR Yaris? Yeah, yeah. I drove the uh, HKS demo car. Oh, uh, did you? How, how did you like it? I loved it. I think it's, it's uh, everyone's just awesome, raving. Awesome that a car like this exists in 2021. I mean, there should be more cars like this. Uh, and I, I actually found the engine quite impressive for what it is. What's um, it? Was it 1.6? 1.3? 1.3? No, sorry. The, one, is it the 1.3? The 1.6 uh, turbo three cylinder. Oh, sorry. It's a three cylinder. Yeah. Sorry. Let's look at the three from. Sorry. It's 1.6. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, explosive. It has uh, awesome transmission and it's very neutral. I mean, I only got to throw it around like the HKS compound there, um, mm. but uh, it was enough to make me like it a lot and, and want it. Mm -hmm. But then my wife is like, no, yeah. it's too small. <laughs> yeah, we've got three kids, so that's, that's not going to pass. Oh, you have three kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I got three boys. Three boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. And two Really? Are any of them going to be race drivers? Uh, they all want to be race car drivers. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. Better keep working, Dino. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going to be self-funded. That's I'm already oh, yeah, 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 how yeah. it works. Strict dad. So you got to start. Do that, you find your own funding. <laughs> well, you got to take them carding though before they can start funding themselves. <clears throat> I have not yet done that. Uh, it's quite tough in Japan to do that because they're very strict. Like go kart places usually require you to have uh, driver's licenses, so that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So. Um, oh really okay yeah it's pretty oh. pretty strict so well, well we'll find we'll find ways to or, or we just yeah. do it virtually right everybody trains on, on yeah the yeah do it online yeah so dino you said that koenigsegg uh, ferrari is the one that caught your eye but can you give me a kind of a list of some of the coolest cars you covered uh yeah you know in the last 10 15 years over in japan uh in japan not in italy <laughs> but in japan um i think uh, does it have to be Japanese or can it be anything? No, it could be anything. It could be, no, anything. It could be anything. Um, yeah. Like, like, like think, the launcher, you know, I mean, that's, that's a very... Yeah, launcher is cool, but I think <clears throat> the one that always comes up to <clears throat> top, top place has to be the, the Porsche 962 that's driven on the street, the Schupan uh, 962 that mm -hmm. we shot with um, Top Gear as well. Oh, okay. So this is a, a guy yeah, who basically, he took one of the Schupan, I think they made six of them, back in the 80s mm -hmm. uh 962 uh porsches converted for road use and he basically replaced the outside with the cowls from the race car this one here yeah yeah i've seen this on the road <laughs> so, taking that out on, on on the streets and parking in front of a convenience store that was pretty epic didn't luke uh, shoot a video this video yeah so these pictures are actually done when luke was shooting the video for motorhead oh, i see yeah so I, I saw that video. I mean, is there a license plate on the back of that? I've never seen the back. Oh yeah, it's a there it's is. a road car. That's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Oh my god, it's crazy. The the video is hilarious though. I mean, it's like this dude oh, in a race car driving in the street, and he goes into yeah. this convenience store. You know, it's like the Seven Eleven or something. Parks it in front. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, no, this, this uh, car. The owner of this car has a pretty wild collection of cars. Okay, so I could see why this is number, this is way up on the list. I mean, you're, this 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 is pretty this is pretty crazy. So, what else? What else, Dina? What else? Oh, there you I go. Mean, there it is. There's so much, you know. I, I don't I don't want to like categorize stuff because it, it's so 
everything has, has been so much fun and so wild like anything from like tuner gtrs and supers mm -hmm. that i've covered to you know crazy engine swap stuff um and just following even like you know Murasan from rocket bunny do his thing throughout mm -hmm. the years like the first time i visited him he wasn't like even a fraction of what he is now he was just doing like s13 body kits and mm -hmm. i think it was the year after that uh, i think i did a shoot for is it super street i forget now like it was a while back but it, it, after that he just exploded and he started doing the the over fender uh, conversion for pretty much every car and then he teamed up with uh, liberty walk and that side of things exploded for him as well and it's just it's just been really nice to be a part of how the japanese side of tuning has kind of been embraced by the rest of the world mm -hmm. it, it was always seen as something so exotic that only happened in japan but then you know in the last 10 years it's been exported so brilliantly to, to other places around the world and i think uh murasan liberty walk and uh rwb have been probably the, the most recognized brands mm -hmm. out there mm -hmm. Um, as for me, I'm, uh, I wouldn't call myself a purist, but I, I like simplicity. I like things that are very functional. So um, I'm more, I guess my personal preference would be for cars that are built for proper driving so you can enjoy them instead of just, you know, dropping them on airbags and, and, and looking cool. That's cool too. Um, it doesn't really do it for me as much as, you know, going out for a blast in the mountains, mm -hmm. which to this day is probably the favorite thing i do in japan it's it's my go-to de-stress day you know when i take the car i go down to like uh hakone and, oh, and drive the mountain roads there i i, I prefer it to like going to the circuit honestly because it's 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 roar and it's just more rewarding i think and you don't destroy your car and, you know, and it's cheaper even though how much it's does it cheaper. cost to get on the uh the turnpike the turnpike now, I think it used to be 700 yen. I think they put it up to 800 now. So eight bucks. Inflation. Yeah. <laughs> Still pretty cheap, though. Yeah, it is. It's cheaper than <laughs> the circuit. Yeah. Tsukuba is like very expensive these yeah. days. So, uh, I mean, you know, you... <clears throat> I think it's not even the, yeah. the turnpike. It's just what the turn, uh, like from the top of the turnpike, you can head down to so many little mountain roads. It's, it's those yeah. small roads, even the Izu skyline. That, right. that is always a, a favorite of mine because it's completely empty during weekdays and you can literally have the the, the whole road to yourself it's um, it's a lot of fun yeah that's that's one of my favorite roads to drive Japan, I, yeah 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 um, just getting there is the pain you know because you gotta you know i mean that's a, yeah i mean an hour you, you, you leave early though you leave early yeah, you know? it can be painful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um hey so you own a gtr yourself right dino yeah, that's um, right. Uh, have you, you know, you mentioned being a purist, but have you done any modifications to your car? Uh, what What's the specs of your, your personal car? The specs. So um, I have done modifications. Uh, it's mainly uh, just a, a small power uh, increase. So I've changed the turbos. And with that, I've upgraded the fueling to more modern injectors. I run a thousand fifty cc Bosch injectors with upgraded fuel pump and you know all the the supporting mods to go around with that. And uh, I run a Haltech ECU. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got some KW Club Sports uh, suspension wise mm -hmm. uh, and other like 
driveline stuff, I've done carbon propeller shaft, carbon clutch, um, and wheels, of course. And for, for aesthetics, I've only done a Nismo bumper for the time being, because I think it looks okay. good as it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all geared towards uh, fast road driving. Mm-hmm. So maybe 550 horsepower, but good response and yeah. um, good brakes. I have six pot uh, Brembo's in the front and four pots nice. at the back. So it's just an uh, overall performer. You know, it, it does yeah. well in pretty much any situation. Oh, pony machine. Huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, if you take it to Fuji, it'll probably be slow because, you know, you see people with like big single turbos. Yeah, well, they're running like you know, seven, eight hundred horsepower. Some of those guys. Yeah, I mean, that, that's. I think those, when you start getting to that level of tuning, you kind of get diminishing returns because you have to change so much of the car to support that kind of level of power. Yeah. And then every time you go to the track, you're breaking stuff. You're you're killing tires, brakes, and everything else. So, Absolutely. I think an overall, a, a more kind of like yeah, track focused setup. I think mm-hmm. works well for the GTR. And do you wrench yourself or you do have a shop of, of choice? Uh, you, you take I do to? simple stuff myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I tend to break stuff and lose stuff. So I usually steer away from doing that and prefer to bring it to like trusted shops and shoot them doing it. And then, you know, I can, I can share the story online. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you two words of one stone. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you I mean, I would love to have a, like a little shop and do stuff myself, but you know, Tokyo is pretty tight and it's a luxury to even have a, a car space. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just take that for the time being. Uh, Dino, I wanted to get your take. I haven't been, I haven't been uh, talked to you since uh, the new Z came out. So I was wondering what you thought of the new Z. Mm. I think it's awesome. Like, how can you, how can you not say that car is amazing? Like, I think it's pretty much the last interesting ice car that we're going to see from Nissan. Um, I think it's awesome that they've actually upgraded the engine to a twin turbo. Mm-hmm. Um, manual uh, and you know uh, it looks amazing I honestly don't really care if the platform is still shared with the previous generation car I mean uh, I'm happy enough that they're making it so I'll give them that much uh, you know developing cars these days is very expensive Well, is developing it so it should drive pretty well you know knowing him. Yeah, yeah it'll definitely be a Nissan you know it'll, yeah. it'll too well. and then you know just the, the tunability of that engine uh, that VR30 uh, some tuners in Japan are getting 600 horsepower just with like you know an exhaust and an ECU remap so I think there's really? potential for, yeah yeah so there's a shop in Kyoto called Phoenix's Power. They they take the 400R Skyline, which is the equivalent to right. whatever Infinity you guys have out there, Q60, right. the, the, the yeah, hot I think so. engine one. Um, yeah, and they do uh, an exhaust and a, like a chip for, for the ECU, and they get 630 horsepower. Oh, man, that really? Yeah. I thought I would think they'd have to swap out a turbo or something for that. But. Nope, stock turbo. So uh, mm-hmm. I think the potential is there uh, to get 600 mm-hmm. horsepower Zs, and people will love them. And I honestly can't wait to see what the tuning uh, aftermarket is going to be doing with the car. I think it's going to be wild. Oh, you're going to be busy. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think most people have forgotten the Supra because that car is, you know, it didn't really quite hit the mark. And I think the Z is going to pretty much that, win. That, that was my next question. What, what do you think about the Z as compared to the Supra or vice versa? I mean, I've driven the Supra and I think it's a good car, but it's not what a Supra should have been. Mm-hmm. I, I always assumed that, Le- that uh, Toyota was going to take the Lexus LC and, and use that as a basis for the Supra. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. I think it, it would have fit in way more. I'm not really sure why they went the BMW route. I think mainly because of the engine. But then again, you know, they could have like employed the twin turbo V6 Lexus engine they have now. So I don't know. It's a, it's a curious path that they've taken. Or the V8 uh, they have in the LC, you know? I mean, if they wanted to go naturally aspirated, so. I think, I, th I mean, there, there was a, 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 an NA version of the Supra, the 2J NA. Um, mm -hmm. So that could have been an option too. But I think a Supra for me has to be turbo. So it kind of does, yeah. turbo. Twin turbo, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and just the dimensions of it, the two plus two layout and the size of it would have fit in more than what a super could have evolved to be. I think downsizing to what the car is now, it's too small, it's too compact, it's only two seater. I can barely fit inside. So mm. I don't know. I mean, it's a good car, but I don't think they should have used the super name, honestly. They should have called it a seller car or something. How is it received Ooh. in Japan in general, the super? Is it? Uh, uh, I don't think much. it's done too well honestly it's quite expensive uh i don't really see that many uh, around mm, except for you know tuner tuner demo cars and, and i mean mm -hmm. i've probably seen like 10 on the roads in, in, in oh Tokyo. really yeah wow. it's, it's not doing too well wow uh do people think do people know about its uh german heritage over there in japan because oh yeah know, of course yeah yeah I they mean, do okay so you, you know people people that buy these kind of cars are you know proper otaku so they know every single detail about these cars and um I don't know if they like it or not, but like, you know, like, like for the Z, I'm happy that they're making cars like this in, in mm -hmm. today's, you know, day and age and where the whole EV thing happening. Um, so I'm grateful for that, but uh, their approach is, is interesting. I mean, you know, even the automatic only option, I don't get that. Oh, it's super, like, yeah. you know, BMW yeah. has manual transmissions that could have easily integrated that and adapted it. So I don't know. It's curious. Uh, it's Toyota. They can do whatever they want, but uh, yeah. I don't think they can <laughs> keep them they have the money. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it sounds like uh, uh, the Z is uh, to you the pureness of it uh, is is a lot oh, more absolutely. appealing. Yeah, I think it, it looks amazing. And from the spy shots that have been captured in the U.S. with the test car they have there now, uh, it's not really changing much from the prototype. Oh. So that's that's oh. good because mm. it looked amazing. Uh, yeah. I just love how they integrated the the kind of styling cues from previous generation Zs. And yeah, like I was saying, you know, twin turbo V6 and a manual transmission, rear wheel drive, what else do you want? Oh, and yeah, and that look, you know, the, the you know, and it's, and there's no, uh, there's no German engine in it. You know, it's a Japanese. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, purebred engine, so. Yeah. Good, not not that German the... engines are bad, mind you. I oh, have, no, uh... no, no, but yeah. But you know, I mean, to me, a Japanese car should be a Japanese car, so. Yeah. And, you know, no, no I mean, I have a, I have a lot of love for for what Germans do with cars, and I actually own a BMW that has the B58. Mm -hmm. So I know it's a very good engine, um, and it's pretty amazing what they're able to do with these uh, straight sixes these days at BMW. So the engine is good. It's just I don't know. It could have been polished a bit more. I don't, mm. I, I'm not, I don't like how it looks as much. You know, the Supra. I'm not. A, no, I don't. I don't I, like the design at all. No. Yeah. Oh, what about you, Tarl James? You guys like the way the super looks? Um, you know, you've you've heard you've heard my opinion on the super. And mine. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, well, I'm, well, I'm asking it again because I forgot. <laughs> oh, Sam, I still like it. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of it, but I mean, I understand obviously the hesitation with the the non-manual transmission and the BMW background and so forth. But look, as Dino said, I mean, it is Toyota. They can do what they want, and they seem to still be the smartest. Uh, 
car OEM in the world. I mean, they're beating everyone else now at this point in time in regards to the whole chip crisis. So they've probably got something in mind yeah, for yeah, they're what they're doing with the their Supra. So it's like, you know, just, just go with it, guys. You're winning here, so why not? But you bring up a good point. How's the chip crisis thing uh, playing out over there in Japan, Dino? Because it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's kind of a big deal here. Yeah, it's it's a big deal here too. I mean, probably not as much as there, but uh, there's definitely delays with new cars that were supposed to come out this year and are getting delayed. Uh, but you know, going back to the super, I think with with Toyota making the GR Yaris, uh, I'll forgive the super. Oh, a lot. I think a lot of people would agree with you yeah. on that. So, like, yeah. it's like you know, we can make half of what a super should have been, but then we're also going to make the GR Yaris, and most people ended up being confused. But you know, whatever, I'll take it. <laughs> you can't you, you can't you know say no against that yeah i mean they still have you know they, they still have the mind to make something like a gr yaris you wonder like why couldn't they do the same with the supra you know yeah, i mean they engineered a whole new engine and, and transmission for it and yeah. all drive. like why, yeah why not do the same thing yeah. yeah yeah so hey dina so um if if um, you know my friend were to visit Japan and he asked me like what kind of car shows or you know car events would be the ones to to hit while while he's in Japan, where would you recommend him? Is, Taro, you, is this post COVID you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah post COVID. Okay, so when there's not, no COVID, yeah. say yeah, no, you know this maybe in the fall, right? Okay. Or winter. Yeah, well, you know Japan. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to cars is uh, I mean it spoils you for choice there's literally every week and there's something you multiple events that you could hit it's, I guess it's probably probably like California you know there's mm -hmm. such a vast car culture and vast car scene that you know you could really do stuff every weekend but I think the main shows of course are, are must like Tokyo Auto Salon and WEC Fest in Nagoya is a really good one it's coming up next month actually um, Nismo Festival is always a good one um, there used to be this amazing uh, Skyline owners meeting in uh, one of those lakes around Fuji. I forget now. Yamanakoko. Uh, yeah, that's the one I know. There's, there's a bunch of them going. There's a, yeah. yeah, Sagamiko. Sagamiko, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so around there, they used to, um, they kind of stopped. I'm not sure why. But there's a lot of Bosozoku that turned out with their Kaido racers. And yeah, like it, it was probably the last event of that era. Uh, mm. the survive but then a, a bunch of people started drinking and doing stupid stuff on the highway after the event uh -huh. and i think that's why they pulled it mm. uh, but i got to cover it on on speed hunters a bunch of times and that is an event i really miss because it's everything that we love about Jap japanese car culture mm -hmm. and and still that link to the 70s and 80s yeah um so i'm, I'm a bit sad that it's gone but uh you know what can you do yeah, yeah, maybe someone are, organize a new one, you know? Are the events uh, starting to come back, though? Uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely starting to come back. Uh, I mean, people are very careful here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Japanese, if you tell them to wear masks, they'll wear them, so we don't have issues like that here. Um, I mean, they wear masks even before <laughs> COVID. So, yeah. Um, I think on, on that side of things, um, we don't have much to worry about. But slowly, events are coming back. I've covered idlers a couple of months ago in Scuba. Mm -hmm. And we did a little event at Speed Hunters uh, together with Hardcore Tokyo, which was an uh, awesome turnout. Like, mm -hmm. again, another wild mix of cars. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, Idlers is always good. One of the favorite events, uh, both uh, at Scuba and Motegi. 
Um, but you know, the, the things I like the most are like grassroots events right now, um, away from like big, especially when it comes to drifting, like uh, D1 and Formula D are nice, but I'd rather go to like little circuits like Nico or Mobara or Honjo uh, and just see what kids are doing in the grassroots uh, scene. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. they tend to be the trendsetters. Uh, mm -hmm. It always impresses me how in the space of a year they're able to evolve their styles and and do even fresher stuff with their, you know, old drift cars. Because at the end of the day, it's always the same cars that we're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. It was the same platforms that get used over and over again. Um, but the scene keeps evolving. And, and what also keeps evolving is the level of, you know, driving. Mm -hmm. like I think we've we gotten to a point now in Japan where you go to a grassroots drifting event and you see amazing driving like you would see in a pro series. So um, really? it's a great opportunity for awesome pictures because, you know, you can really rely on people to hit their apex <laughs> right and, you know, just set up yourself there and just wait the whole day. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, speaking of tracks, um, have you visited Ebisu since uh, they got hit by the earthquake? No, no, I was supposed to, I was supposed to go up but, uh, straight after it. Um, but they're like, uh, you know, they just want to concentrate or they wanted to concentrate on cleaning stuff up. So I'm actually planning on visiting this summer, but uh, mm -hmm. I have a friend that uh, actually runs a business from ABC Circuit called Power Vehicles, the guys that- uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We interviewed them, Robbie. Right? Yeah, Robbie interviewed them for us. Yeah, actually. so Andy and Emily up there, they, they mm -hmm. kind of keep me updated on how things are going, but they, they've cleaned up most of the landslide that covered the Nishi course. Mm -hmm. So they ended up- up digging out a few cars in the buildings and the top of the pit lane which is a bit of a disaster but you know th i think they got a lot of support uh, but i don't think what people realize you know even 10 grand uh, that they managed to to raise it it goes so quick like when you start yeah. renting big machinery and oh, you get yeah, yeah. an hour yeah, yeah. so uh, i mean they're, they're doing uh what they can but they seem to be doing it pretty quickly so um it's, good. it's good to see I think, uh, I hope they're getting uh, local support from their local prefecture. I'm not sure how that works, but um, you know, it, it's important that we keep these places alive. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Ibiza Circuit, I think a good portion of the whole drift culture would not be what it is today. So you know, I think it's extremely important that we support in any way we can, so. Yeah, for sure. We did a little little plug for their uh, for their fund, the crowdfunding thing a couple, couple episodes ago, but um, if you're listening to this and uh, if you still want to support Ebisu, you know, I think the crowdfunding thing is still open. So go ahead and support donate. these guys. Yeah, go donate if you can. Um, Sam, you want to uh, go right into your story while we have... Well, I wanted to ask, here? you know, one really, really important question because, you know, him with his Italian background... And Has he bought your book? Is Japanese. that the question? No, 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 no. So uh, <laughs> which cuisine does he prefer oh, which cuisine reigns supreme yes exactly. is that what it's gonna be exactly what like country japanese yeah, italian, italian which, or japanese if he's gonna have to pick one and eat it for the rest of his life and that's the only thing he can eat are you taking italian food or are you taking japanese food what if he said hamburgers oh i would be i would i would i would, I would uh, hang up right now <laughs> okay so uh it has to be italian yeah okay uh, yeah i mean i love japanese food but, but italian's but italian to, but to be fair the italian iron chef was maybe the weakest of the bunch i feel 
Was there an Italian line? I can't remember. Yeah, he, he came in in the later seasons as the oh, fourth he one, oh, and he didn't ever. It was always like standing by himself alone yeah. as like a totem pole while the other maybe three were hanging maybe out. Maybe he wasn't uh, a good good one. Yeah, well, you know, you were probably in uh, your your version of uh, cuisine hell when you were uh, living in the UK, there, weren't you? No, no offense, James. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, let's no offense, I James. I was, I was young enough, but I. I was young enough that I didn't really notice it, uh, ah, but in retrospect, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dino, before uh, before we end uh, your segment here, <laughs> what can we expect from you guys? Uh, you know, uh, for the remainder of this year, uh, any new uh, cool projects coming up? Anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, um, I mean, of course, I'm going to be covering uh, you know events over the weekend and stuff uh, for for the foreseeable future, and you know, digging out cool every weekend, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, but you know, even if I go out for a drive uh, to Tatsumi or Daikoku on a week night, mm -hmm. you know, you always end up meeting guys with cool cars, and then you end up scheduling shoots because you can't pass up <laughs> on stuff like that. Um, right. For me, at least, I'm going to be introducing a new project car uh, this month or next. Oh, very um, cool. I mean, it's not that secret. I've I've had it for a couple of years now, and it's I've been kind of like dropping images of it on Instagram. But can you tell I, us now, or you want to keep it a secret? That's fine. You, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it a million times. It's I got a nine six four Carrera two. Mm, okay. Which, um, it's been uh, a great bit of. Car. It's a great car. It's been a bit of a, a problem car. Uh, it's there. It is. Oh yeah. What year is that one? That's a ninety three. Ninety three. Okay, so it's already got the three point six liter, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, engine had to come out and mm -hmm. get half rebuilt. Uh, used to leak a lot of oil and oh. and just. It was sitting for about a decade, so uh, oh. as you can imagine, a lot of stuff had to be addressed. Uh, right. But it's it's back on the road. Um, it's yeah. currently getting cleaned up, and I'll uh, be introducing yellow. it properly. So I hope to make a nice, you know, street car out of it. Uh, it's a Tiptronic. Uh, oh, Tiptronic! Oh no! You're yeah, right. I mean, the manual okay good. because you know you could actually do that as a manual. Did you know that? You know, you left foot brake and you stomp on the accelerator pedal, it'll downshift for you. Yeah, I mean, for, for a 93, yeah. it's not a bad automatic, but then again, it is an automatic. So, right. I yeah. mean, the vision has always been to transfer a, a G50 uh, or do something else with it. But mm. I don't know, man. It's The prices around these cars are pretty wild. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's staying automatic for a while until I can figure stuff out. But, uh, you know, for, for a car that I drive daily around Tokyo, it's fine. It's oh yeah yeah like, if you're gonna yeah yeah exactly yeah, i mean yeah. with tokyo traffic you would prefer it automatic yeah so. atrocious fuel consumption oh, um, I, I guess with the fuel prices in japan god oh geez i can imagine yeah i mean uh, well they're cheaper than europe but still yeah oh yeah hey I, I almost forgot before we go to the nismo uh gtr uh tell us about the uh the uh, built by legends GTR that oh, you just yeah. drove, you got to tell so, us about that. Uh, I uh, I was actually the first guy that got to drive it. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just finishing the story on that, so that should be uh, hitting uh, speedometers this month. And uh, oh, which car did yeah, you it, drive? I'm sorry, which car did you drive? You know, built R by Legends R32. Oh, the R32. Okay, Katsu and Masa. Right, right, right. So it's basically um, pretty much a chassis up restoration of a 32. Uh, if you were to do like, you know, you have this dream scenario where you would list up everything you would do to your dream car. This is it. Like they've used every like well-known like shop 
to address every single aspect of the car. And they, I think they've made the perfect R32. Uh, the tuning and engine has been built by mine. So you can imagine how right. that feels. Yep. Yep. Um, but it, it's just so, so fr- it's like driving a brand new 32 back in, you know, late eighties. It's, it's so <laughs> tight and fresh and it smells new, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, um, it's pretty much a dream, dream Japanese car right there. Um, nice. So I, think I got the sample a... that and, uh, all right. So speed records and Dino gives it a, there is, gives it a thumbs do up. We, approval. Yeah. Dino, do we know what the, the price on it's going to be roughly give oh. or take? No, I don't think it's that's going to be cheap. It's definitely no, it's, going to be cheap. Well, no, it's the, it's the question for the next uh, the next car we're going to talk about to see oh. how it compares and contrasts. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. I think okay, it well, would be it would be more than what you would pay for uh, the top of the range R35. Yeah, probably, or maybe right around there. I don't. I I wouldn't even hesitate to guess. So. Yeah. yeah so attempt to guess. So. Like even even the mines logo, if you see the. Yeah, you know, zooming into it's it's like stainless steel. You know, it's like oh wow, so <laughs> everything to, to the, to the So D, uh, Dino, do you think there'll be a market for these these cars? Sorry, I, I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. Do you think there'll be a market for these cars? There is always a market for these cars. I mean, I I think uh, with the whole thing, the way it's going for these older GTRs. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm also surprised like the prices keep going up but people keep mm-hmm. buying them so yeah. I, I always assumed it was kind of inflated mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to be that way mm-hmm. um, I mean we have 34s reaching well, way over 30 million now which is what 280,000 US and, and people are still yeah. buying them so I don't know how far it's going to go it can't go too far but then again you know how can you tell um, the thing is, you, you're not going to yeah. find a modern car like this anymore. Mm-hmm. These are the, the last of the breed. And, uh, you know, when people restore them, like Built by Legends have done, you don't need to think about anything else. So you buy like, you, you buy this dream car that's being built with dream I, brands. Buy the best. <laughs> buy the best. Buy the best. Yeah. And yeah. It's like the epitome of what a perfect GTR would be or could yeah, be. It's like, a, it's like a unicorn. You're buying a unicorn. Totally, so. yeah. You know, so I think there is a market. It's not a yeah. very big market, but then again, you'll be surprised how big that small market is. Mm, okay. yeah. Awesome. Well, very cool, Dino. We're going to be looking cool. forward to all that stuff at Speed Hunters. Uh, yeah. You can find Dino at, is it speed, it's, it's pretty much speedhunters.com, wasn't it? Speedhunters.com or yeah. Dino Valle Carbonare on Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram. Twitter too, or no? Uh, I have Twitter, but I don't really use it. Okay, so go to Instagram. Instagram. There it is. There's Instagram. So awesome uh so dino i'm gonna go into a car that we are uh was right up our alley and yours um um so i'll just go ahead and start with it but uh it looks like our good friend hiroshi tamura has been quite a busy guy uh mm-hmm. not only is he developing the new z which uh we hear will be available as soon as uh later this year or early next uh but he just dropped a new nismo gtr on us uh what is it two days ago or so um Yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? I'm sorry, yesterday, yeah. And it will probably be the last Nismo GTR for the R35, the last model, last version. Uh, and the GT, the R35 itself will be uh, ending its long run soon. So yeah, this car, I think, is going to be destined to, to be a collector's item. So uh, the new uh, GTR Nismo is called the GTR Nismo Special Edition. So it's not a very hard name. They're not very creative, but... Uh, and we will get it in the U.S. this fall. 
but uh, they say the numbers will be extremely limited. So we don't know how many they're going to make, but not many. Uh, they didn't. Uh, Nissan did not share production numbers with us. Maybe Dino might know something that we don't. But uh, uh, these special edition cars come in a new exclusive stealth gray paint scheme. They look blue in the photos, yes, but they call it stealth gray uh, with an exposed carbon fiber hood. Uh, the non-special non edition Nismos always also have carbon fiber hood. It's just that this one's going to be, you know, not, not painted. Uh, these cars also get 20-inch forged aluminum wheels with a red rim, as you can see with uh, in that picture with Mr. Kimura. And, uh, and uh, it'll feature the new Nissan logo uh, on, the, on the, I think, on the trunk in the hood. So There's, there's Tamura-san with yeah. his fancy shoes. Yeah, and just a back, uh, you know, some background information on the car. There's not, there's not going to be any. Uh, we didn't hear of any um, huge performance up upgrades. Uh, the GTRs, this one's going to be the same um, uh, engine uh, as the Nismo, which uh, uses the same turbochargers developed for the GT3 race car. Uh, 3.8 liter V6, every one of them handmade, produces 600 horsepower, uh, and of course, you know, you got the carbon ceramic rotors, you know, the brakes. So. Very, very, very expensive as, uh, as uh, anyone who's gone racing or um, are, even went shopping for uh, carbon brakes. Uh, and these are, they are Brembo's. And uh, uh, Nissan hasn't said anything about pricing for this. Uh, it's a 2022 car, GTR Nismo Special Edition. But um, I, I think, and I think, uh, Dino, you, will, you agree with this too, that it's going to be north of the uh, GTR starting base price of the Nismo GTR, which is at 212 yeah, bucks. There's, there's been rumors of it being a little bit more expensive. Yeah, 212,000 bucks is what the GTR Nismo goes for now in the US. So um, that's a lot of money. So if you're interested, if you're interested, uh, James, Taro, you know, uh, um, they will be, Nissan will be taking orders starting in the fall of this year. So, in, you know, in roughly about four or five months. Um, if you want a, a, a version of this car earlier, and if you're in Japan, go visit a McDonald's because uh, after April 30th, uh, our otakus, our otakus have told us uh, it'll be part of a limited Tomika happy set. So when you order a special meal, you'll, you'll get you'll get this, and, and they've done this before uh, the McDonald's with their Tomika happy set. Uh, do you have a photo of that? Um, uh, uh, yeah, there it is. So that that's one from a while ago. You can see a GTR there. So they, they reportedly will have one for um, uh, the uh, special edition. So, so anyways, um, first of all, uh, since we have Dino, Dino, your take on this car, what it kind of means to the R35 legacy. Um, is it a good move by Nis Nissan? Are they going to be able to sell them, if especially if they're going to go for like four or $500,000? I, I have no idea. Uh, or, and maybe get an idea what you think they'll go for. Um, I think price-wise, you're probably looking at a maybe, I guess, ten grand over. Oh, that's uh, it. Oh, okay, not too. I, bad. If I had to take a guess, yeah, I okay. think. It, I mean, if if there was more substantial improvements, right, uh, I would say more. But I mean, it's it's basically a last hurrah for the R35. So I mm -hmm. think this is, a, as you were saying, this would probably be it. Um, I, I think it just it really follows the whole. Um, I guess the definition of what a GTR is, especially the 35, where it's minute improvements year on year. Um, and uh, this particular car has had uh, the entire bottom end of the engine uh, rebalanced to tighter tolerances. Uh, 
Mm. So it might not have more power, but it definitely, uh, at least Tamura-san has uh, told in this presentation yesterday, that you can feel um, more responsive. Uh, mm -hmm. It'll be sharper, huh? Sharper response from yeah. the engine. And um, with that, you know, the, the turbos pull up faster. So it just overall feels like a stronger performer. Mm. Uh, whether most customers will be able to tell the difference, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's it's it definitely follows what the gtr is what it what it stands for um i'm not really sure about the color honestly i think uh, you went to the presentation do you, do you know you went to this yesterday or did, uh, uh, no i was watching it i was right because it, it, it was covid right they still have covid protocols right? yeah, yeah exactly yeah, okay, I thought so. yeah but i think it would have made more sense to uh use the actual nismo grade that you see on the on the other cars and the older um gtrs in the background Mm. Um, what I did really like is that he pointed out that the inspiration came from the V-Spec 2 NUR mm -hmm. uh, N1. So it yeah. had the, the I love that car. carbon, carbon bonnet. So that's mm -hmm. where, that's why it's not being painted. But oh yeah, and it, it saves 100 grams. So right. again, right, right. small improvements, all counts. Well, it sounds like you like it, yeah? Uh, I mean, it's a GTR. How can you not like it? But I'll yeah. definitely take the <laughs> R34 in the background. In the back there. there. Yeah, look at that one in the back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or or the R30 next to it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I was really um, when I looked at this car, it looked blue though. I was wondering what this where this blue uh, came from, but it, I guess I guess it's a I guess it's a it gray. Might, yeah, yeah. That's what they call a stealth gray. So we don't know. It might be one of those crazy, super expensive paints that photograph different in different light. You know. So. Maybe yeah yeah. I mean, I don't hate it though. I I saw this picture yesterday. My my social yeah. media guy Mikey sent it to me, and it's like this this uh we were because we were streaming that the thing on IG, and it's like, well, we're getting a lot of uh, views on this, and it's like, uh, you know, I've I've been so slammed with some other stuff going on, you know, that I I didn't I wasn't watching it, mm -hmm. and I looked at it, it's like, what well, what's this what's this Nismo? Wow. Like oh wow, it looks pretty cool. So I mean, my first impression is that. It, it looks nice. It's a pretty handsome looking car. Um, you know, it looks like a Nismo. It's got, you know, all the Nismo touches. Yeah. And as, as Dino said, I mean, it's, it, it only enhances what the GTR is as a car too. So um, I'm all for it. And I'm, I'm kind of, you know, uh, down with the color too. Uh, I would really like to see this car um, here in, in the LA light. Right, in and, person, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it would look really good in, 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 in uh, out, outside, you know, driving along the beach in this car. I mean, well, we be, we, you know, we'll have a chance. It's coming right? to the U.S., thankfully. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing this car and, and uh, hopefully driving it soon. James? Um, I mean, I like this one. I like it a lot more than the 50th anniversary one that they did. But hopefully it has a better price point than that 50th James, anniversary one. You don't like any of the anniversary ones. <laughs> uh, they're just, I, I well, may, I think maybe they missed the mark for me on their paint schemes, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, I do like this one. I thought the, the 100 grams with the paint thing was a little bit gimmicky, but I think you need to have a little bit of gimmicks to go in regards to it. But I mean, I, it's, it's in a very competitive marketplace at this price point here in the U.S., um, I do think obviously they're going to be a limited number, so they probably are going to sell up because there will be in demand, but it is a very, very competitive marketplace. I mean, this is Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, yeah, um, well, McLaren money. And yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's difficult to see that, uh, to see where it is at that point. You know, it's like Skyline is a, is it hypercar level price point money now at this point? 
it's just difficult to wear, see where it used to come from kind of thing. You know, I love the Porsche uh, Turbo, uh, as you know. I mean, that's like one of my all-time favorite cars, the 911 Turbo. Even, you know, even the nine, uh, the 911, uh, the, the, the most recent one, that the 912, I think. So, um, uh, but if, it, if it's this car, a special edition one, the last hurrah for the Nismo, you know, I, I, I think I would go with this one. Uh, put this one in my garage. And but not the then first. as... As Dino said, would you rather have this or the R34 behind it or the R32 behind it or the R30? Which one? Uh, I, I, I love the R34, but I'll take this one. I'll oh. take this one. Oh, controversial. Really? I'll take the R34. And, and then I, oh, but you, gotta, you guys got to remember, man, this R35 is, it, when you think about it, this R35 is the highest uh, performing um, Japanese car ever. I mean, you could count the LFA in there and you could, you know, I don't know, uh, Dina. What, 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 what car you think is quicker around the track, the uh, LFA or this? I think that the GTR oh, will whip it. Yeah, the GTR will whip it. So, you know, um, so you know, in history, when you think about it, this, is the highest performing uh, Japanese car production car ever made. Yeah, I think I'll go with this one. You know? I mean, it, look, it's an incredible car. It does everything incredible. I mean, even those ones that are the wild have the 3,000 horsepower engines that they've got out in the Middle East that are still sort of maybe still GTR, but GTRs. I mean, it's truly an incredible vehicle. But I just don't think for me that this R35 has quite the charisma as some of the earlier vehicles. Ooh, okay. You're going to have a lot of Japanese car friends mad at you, but... Dino, uh, what about you? Uh, you know the G, uh, the R35. Even, you know, we'll talk about this car too. But uh, when you put it up against an R34, like the newer, uh, or you know, some of those special edition um, um, past GTRs, uh, where would this this one rank? Stock to stock. Yeah, stock to stock. Sure. Uh, the 35 would be like twice as fast. Yeah. Oh no, no. But for you to put you as a collector to put it as a collector, oh, like yeah, I said, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take the thirty-four any day. But then again, oh, you're a thirty-four guy. Yeah, I love the thirty-four. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's got a special place in my heart. And the thirty-five is an amazing car, and I think this will become a collector's edition. And this is definitely mm -hmm. what GTR collectors will definitely have in their garage. Mm -hmm. um, but the, you know, the older cars are just so special to me. Um, I would always. Uh, it's an emotional thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but have, and, you know, have the, the, the 34 in the back there is probably going to cost twice as much to recreate than the yeah the 35. Could be. Huh? Yeah, you're right. I and mean, in the end, it's an emotional thing, right? I mean, cars that's, are, yeah, cars yeah. Are that's why thing. the auctions are, you know, like. Some, right. And Sam, emotional. I was going to say, if I would take this final edition, for example, Nismo over, say, the Itel design one, I preferred looking at this one as opposed to the Itel design. If that makes sense. Yeah, so you know, the ITEL, yeah, the ITEL design still, it still looks like one of those, uh, uh, you know, bottom feeder shark kind of things, you know, with that big mouth. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't think it looks bad, but I, I, well, I don't know. Uh, we have an Italian here as a guest. Uh, well, that, you know, I actually shot that car. It's currently at the Nissan uh, Gallery in Ginza. Oh, uh, okay. And I went over to see it when it first arrived. And I, I think it looks amazing, honestly. I mean, uh, it sounded great life. on the racetrack because yeah. uh, I saw not, it. Not, uh, because, not because it's, well, it's not even Italian design. It's it's actually design in Europe uh, at the Nissan Design Studio. I mean, Ito Design is only building the cars, right? So the design. Oh, I thought they designed it too. Oh, okay. No, 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 they didn't design it. It was designed by Nissan uh, designers. Uh, I think it was a global uh, collaboration between different design mm -hmm. studios. So Ito Design is only mm -hmm. building it. I see. Um, 
so they, they they put the name on it because all the work is done there but i think it, it has such presence it's it does pretty, oh, okay pretty uh you, would you, would you take it over the uh, uh, like this car i mean if if the price was the same i know that car is crazy price yeah definitely definitely I no, think, okay it's that uh, much. yeah it's more special um yeah i mean a, a lot of people don't appreciate the design maybe but uh, i think if you see it up close it, it makes more sense yeah i've only seen them photos and videos so yeah okay very cool in, in 20 years which which car do you think would have gone up in value the r35 or the r34 here in the back in in the rear here r34 r34 probably just because it's rare so few know? of them there's so few yeah, of them they exactly only make yeah. Yeah. so yeah so I, I tend to agree. Yeah, I agree with you too. That's why I would choose the R34 too. Not like not that I would, you know, sell it or have the means to buy one of these right now, but <laughs> I'd choose the R34. Well, we get more viewers on podcast, you know, pod speed, you know. Uh, you you might be able to afford one tomorrow. Yeah, all if all of our uh, seven viewers would chip in. <laughs> oh, come uh, on, man. To... <laughs> no, come on. No, we have at least 11. So. <laughs> all right well that's it with the gtr i think we all uh like it i think we all respect uh, the r35 legacy uh who knows what's going to come with the r36 you know we hear hybrid we hear all kinds of weird things oh do you know any any uh any any rumblings about what's going to happen with an uh a next generation uh gtr yeah, there's like a rumor every week here. It's yeah. anything from hybrid to full EV to not happening. So you guys can, you know. Just pick one, right? <laughs> Everybody likes to, seems to like to talk about the R36. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. it causes there's renders of... coming out and some yeah. Japanese. Oh, best car always. Yeah, always yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we use that because I, I still have a little relationship with best car. So especially when, uh, even though after Mr. You know, Ui, Uisan uh, left. So, but every well, time anyways. we talk about the R36 on the show, the uh, the viewership goes up. Yeah, <laughs> they, they love to listen and they speculate. They love GTR, about anything GTR. So, yeah. Well, all right. Um, Dino, thanks so much for joining us. Um, no problem. Thank you for having I, me. Oh, thanks for man. joining us. I, 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 can't, uh, I can't wait to see you again when I can get, you know, get over to Japan. Um, but uh, I'll let you know. I'll yeah, let you know. We'll get some Italian food. Oh That's yeah, you probably know where all the great Italian restaurants. I mean, the, but Italian food is so good in Tokyo. Japan isn't it? has great it's Italian amazing, food. Yeah, huh? yeah. There's, there's really good Italian food here. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. You, uh, uh, my treat, but you, 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 you pick the restaurant. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like a deal. Awesome. I'll invite. I'll invite myself to that too. Okay. Well, if you're there, Carl James, of course. Oh, if Sam's paying, then I'm coming. I'm inviting right, everyone. James, every every Pod right, Speed right. listener, viewer James, out there James, can come. Three Sam's star, paying. Not, two to three star, not five star. I'll pay for four guys. Six, six star, six star is what we want. So, all right, Dino. Thanks, right. my man. Thank you. Thanks, thank all you, right, Dino. We'll thanks, Dino. All right. See you. See you in Japan. Bye, bye. All right, the question is, Sam, which way are we going? Are we going with your list, the top 50, counting down? No, we should, or what do you guys have? Yeah, top 50, let's count it down. You want to do that? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, let's see, let me get my... I'll do a recap. Okay, yeah, let's do a recap. Uh, Number we'll... 50, the Toyota Celica Coupe, A20, A30. Thank you, you 40... do the recap, thank you. 49 was the Honda CRZ. The man with the mic. <laughs> 48 was the Suzuki Swift Sport. 47... The Lexus RCF. 46, the Mitsubishi 
FTO. 45, the Honda Beat. 44, the Honda, bracket, Acura, Integra. I like the bracket. 43, the Toyota Supra, A70. Mm -hmm. 42, the Subaru, SVX. Some people may Subaru, but I say Subaru. Well, you the say it correctly. Window. The window in window. And 41 was the Honda Civic Type R, bracket FD2, for those in the know. Yep, and that's the one that, uh, spoon car I drove at uh, Thunder Hill. So. And so and let's roll it into 40. Number nine 40 minutes left. is uh, the Infinity G Coupe or what they call as the Q60 now. I just uh, uh, bunched them all in because I, I just like the whole thing, you know, from uh, when it was, uh, uh, when it first came out. And it is, uh, of course, pretty much the Z on a stretch platform, same platform as the Z, same engine, um, um, uh, but it has infinity uh, badge and it's a two plus two instead of a two seater. Um, but it's, you know, uh, kind of a, uh, to me, epitomizes uh, Shiro Nakamura's kind of design um, philosophy with coupes. Say, and uh, Shiro, was, uh, Shiro actually Nakamura, who used to be the head of global design at Nissan, uh, always tells me this was the last car, the Q60, the last um, car, automobile that he, uh, he was in charge of, uh, the design of, uh, before he uh, retired. So, so yeah, it's, and I think it's a really, really strikingly handsome car. I just don't understand why Infinity, I think, you know, their whole brand, they have really, really good looking cars, but I just don't see them marketing as, you know, as aggressively as, you know, Infinity, uh, Infinity as Lexus or some of the rivals. So that's kind of a, a surprising, but, um, you know, right now it's got 300 to 400 horsepower, depending on what, you know, what engine, you, you know, what um, setup you put in, but it's pretty much, uh, uh, it, you can get in, the, I think a three liter V6, I think it comes in a, 3.7, but uh, it starts at $41,000, you know, which is not bad for a uh, uh, luxury coupe, you know, it, uh, the Red Sport 400, which is the turbo that's going to go in the new Z, um, that's, uh, that comes in almost around $60,000. So anyways, uh, any fond remembrances or any, any, any experiences with these cars, you guys, with, especially with this one? Um, I always like the styling like you, Sam. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have the test drove, the red one would have been, I think two years ago was when I last got some seat time in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I always feel like it sounds good. It looks great. It's nice on the inside, but it's always felt to me, it was very sedate driving it, if that makes sense. You know, it's um, pretty much the Z. I mean, what, what was it? Did I, it feel heavier? Or? It just felt heavier and it felt, okay, it well. felt to me, for example, like, um, an executive car. If that makes sense, as opposed to like a sports car, is the best well, way I would describe pretty, it. It is a luxury sports coupe. That's what so, I mean. So it felt yeah. more like an exact. So I felt like, for example, you feel like it's the same sort of car as like it's as a Z, but the Z feels more sprightly, for example, or younger. This one always felt like it was more for someone that was working, and this would be the like company car. Okay, I'm going to say this, but I hope uh, Tomorrow not listening. Well, at least. Uh, he, you know, uh, uh, this is not counting the new Z. So uh, the current Z in this car, which one would I rather have in my driveway? I would rather have this, uh, the Q60. It's just more me, you know? 
it's a, it's a little bigger has a two plus two it's a little it's a pretty you know it's luxury brand it looks better i think so um what about you guys z or this I, I mean, of course, you'd have this, Sam, because you've got so much more money than everyone else. Oh, no, I mean, I'm just a poor guy like brand. myself. <laughs> I, I just have to go with a, uh, a a Z car. Okay, you're the Z man. What about you, Taro? Oh, I'd take the Z. You too. too? Oh, okay. So, mm -hmm. I'm, all right. So I'm 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 alone on this one. And, you are alone uh, on this one, Sam. Yeah, just you like, are you know, alone like a hatchback. You are alone hat. atop of your mountain, counting your millions, and just looking I down on it. people like me and Taro beneath you. I wish, I wish. I'm going to need a loan to buy this car pretty soon. But anyways, okay. So anyways, that's a 40, uh, Taro, no comment on this car at all. It's not really not, not much to say. No, well, the, the, you know, the G, Infinity G, right? This, what was the first one that came out? Was it the G35? Yeah, I think the so. G, no, oh, no, I think it was a G30 Coupe or something like that. Yeah. Was that, yeah. So, I mean, I think it was, a good car at the time when it came out um, oh, as, yeah. as, as an infinity, um, especially like in Japan, when they didn't have the, uh, the GTR yet, it came out as a skyline, right? Right. Exactly. It was. Yeah. I think it's still called a skyline in Japan. Right? I think it is yeah. still called a skyline in yeah. Japan. Um, so for me, it was more like a, a branding, uh, like a mystery, like they, when they, for me, like the Skyline is a, a GTR is a Skyline and a Skyline, it should, you know, the top of the line Skyline is a GTR. And then when they branch that off into two yeah. different cars, yeah. well, it, it yeah. kind of messed me up. So yeah. um, the whole Q thing messes me up. Too. Yeah, the whole Q, oh, yeah, Q thing messes. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, so it's confusing. It, yeah, for me, it's very confusing. I, it I think it's I think a good car. I've, one of their yeah. biggest mistakes, uh, marketing mistakes, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that I, it still has kind of like this weird. Um, so you don't like the name, thing. is that why? No, well, so, like so I mean, the name and the branding is, is uh, confuses me. Okay, you know? suspect, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, I would rather choose a Z uh, over over this car, just because. And maybe that's why it's number forty. It's kind of low, you know. But yeah, no, it's, yeah. it isn't a it isn't a pure sports car, so that's why it's it's at number forty. Okay, well we will keep moving on then. Um, number thirty nine is another car with rear seats, two in a row, and it is the Mazda RX eight, and I'm sure we all remember this car. Um, I actually, you know, uh, was uh, spiritually rooting for this car just because, you know, it was the successor, quote unquote, of the um, RX-7, you know, because RX-8, and it did have the, the Vankel, right, the, uh, the, rotary, the rotary, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, the 1.3 liter rotary engine, but, you know, when I did drive it, because I, I was at Road Track when, I, when this came out, and I was, you know, I drove it a lot, and, you know, it was a little... You know, it was a little tame. I wish, it, you know, there was really very low torque that came in low. I think it came at 159, you know, um, pound feet uh, at 5,500 RPM. So it, it lacked a lot of torque. It could have used a turbocharger. It never came with one, uh, only 230, uh, you know, horsepower. So um, in, that, in that respect, you know, I, I was a little disappointed, but, you know, um, the, I loved how it looked. Uh, this is, uh, you know, the Mazda uh, head designer right now, global head designers, a uh, man called uh, Ikuo Maeda, who's a good friend of mine. And, and this was one of his, um, his creations. And 
and if you guys remember, it had that weird, like, uh, Saturn rear door, you know, the suicide door it opened the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 to, you know, uh, to, to let people in. Uh, so it was a four door, but kind of not really a four door, you know, so. Yeah, but, it, uh, it opens up like the FJ Cruiser. You got to open the front door to open the rear door. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and I found out that I didn't use it much, you know. So I, I thought, you know, it, it, it wasn't a success in that rate. Uh, and Mazda had to do something because in that era, you know, the sports car was, you know, the RX-7 was has, was gone away. All the pure sports cars, the two doors were, you know, were going out of favor and they wanted to keep the RX sports car brand. So they said, okay, for us to keep it and we keep the rotary engine, you know, we have to put in this new Genesis rotary engine with, without a turbocharger to meet emissions. I mean, they, they really try to squeeze uh, you know, a big lump into a really small, small hole. And, it, you know, they had to, you know, they had to make a lot of sacrifices. And I think that's why the RX-8 was not as successful as the RX-7 or, you know, considered an enthusiast car. But hey, man, look at it. 2003 to 2012, you know, it was on the, it's on the market for nine years. So, and, you know, they did, yeah. Mazda did come up with some cool um, variants like the Kuro, you know, uh, version and the Mazda Speed RX-8 was pretty cool. But, but yeah, that's why this car is this low on the, you know, uh, a Mazda RX is number 39. So um, how about you guys? It lacked in power too. I it mean, that, I think that was, yeah, I think that was power and torque. Yeah. Power and torque was, was missing. It, it did like, it was a nice looking car. You know, That's I remember when it first, I mean, yeah, the rear, it does, it was a little odd, right? Because they, you know, mm -hmm. they squeezed the door in there, you know, a little half yeah. in there, but yeah. But I remember when it first came out, the hype was was there, and uh, you know it was a good looking car, and they had like the little uh, homage. To, they had the, the you know the the triangle shaped uh, you know um, seats, the hole in the seat, and everything. Um, like the rotary to yeah, the rotary, the yeah. Ending, yeah. And they really wanted to uh, push the fact that it was a rotary, and it was. I mean, it was it was a good car. I mean, a lot they a lot of guys came out uh with drift cars too i remember uh with this with this car but it just lacked in power i think um mm -hmm. to be a true performance car yeah, so it could use it, it could use the turbocharger it could use yeah yeah uh, you know uh, but that was that was the only thing about it uh that was really bad induction, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. so i mean for me i haven't driven it but like you two have but i always thought that this car was unusual because in england this car is incredibly cheap like mm -hmm incredibly incredibly cheap whereas if you buy it here <laughs> it's it's significantly more expensive it's one of those unique ones where in england it was like 600 pounds is where they start and you could what? get like yeah it's an edition one for 1400 pounds and i was like well just buy it if it breaks just buy another one why do you need to fix it ever just keep coming up just be like look Dude, i might have cheaper. to ask uh, sean morris to go get me some Exactly. So that's why I didn't, I never understood it, but it is what it is. I mean, I don't even think they've increased in that price. So I stopped looking like about 18 months ago. So, uh, you know, they are nice cars, but they're, you know, they're not fast. So that's still, yeah. you know, they handle think, great. But, but I think if you just wanted to have this for a little car that you could just throw around to be it there, why not? I mean, this instead of a, the Miata maybe kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, if Miata you're is not Jeep, always, you always the answer. Exactly. Yeah. 
It's a real yeah. wheel drive. You, you could get it with a you know manual transmission. It's 200. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing is, it is 230 horsepower. Oh, and if you get this with a, I drove an automatic version of this. Yeah, you don't want the automatic. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. you're not gonna be able to get out of your way. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. slow. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Are we go to the next one, Sam. Yes. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. Number 38. Hey, is I, the Toyota GR Yaris. Now let's be honest, Sam. I think you're buzzing wrong. about this. Thirty-eight. Talking about this it. is this has got one number wrong here. I think it should be just number three, and we could just leave it at that. Not thirty-eight. Should just be oh, three. Thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah. Why so well, low, because, Sam? Well, because the reason it's low is because it's new right now, and we still don't know how it's going to pan out. You know, maybe an updated version. It's gonna it's gonna go up. But I and another reason is I haven't driven this car, so. I've, I haven't driven this car. I don't know how good it is, but I'm just taking all the hype in. And I said, I got to put it in here somewhere. I got to put it in the all-time top 50 somewhere because all what everyone's talking about, you know, like even Dino just said, this thing is amazing. He's going <laughs> to forgive Toyota for for the Supra because of this car is so awesome. So, you know. Supra failed, yeah. but the GR Yaris. Yeah. All, all I'll say is, saves is the day. So that's that, that's why. That's why. Don't, like, don't yeah. tell Grace, but I'm secretly sending money to Nigel McKeon so he can buy this car for me. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It'll be much quicker than his MR2. It's 1.6 liters, 257 horsepower, man. So this this car already is more powerful and uh and faster than the rx8 we just talked about right uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and it I mean, it's a it's a three-cylinder too coming from a turbocharged three-cylinder so you know this is this is a pretty amazing car you know i mean uh, so and, I've, and I've seen manual. i've seen people do hot laps in it um right. and so it doesn't have the high the top end speed on for example a fast track Right. But going through the twisties and going around corners, it, it looks, you can't, for the price yeah. it is, even though it is of the expense, it's so much better than almost anything else out there. Dude, it's under 3,000 pounds. So this I thing mean, goes zero to 60 in like less than five, you know, around five seconds, a little over five seconds. So so it's just a shame that I don't, I don't know if we're going to see the WRC car come from this. Yeah. It was so, meant to. Anyways, so, this is fingers a Fingers crossed it does. Fingers yeah. crossed it does. This, this is the is, greatest car ever. That's it. Yeah, done. this is exactly it. And uh, James, you're you're a big rally guy. You like rally inspired cars too, I think, right? So yes, this thing very is, much so. so. I'm all so, I'm all about this. All about this car. This is the best. If and if there's a car on my on my list right now that's you know that I want to be marketed in the U.S. that we can't get here, you know, forbidden fruit list. I think this would be re number one right now. This is the car I want to drive here. You know, so agree. Uh, you too, Taro. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna keep this moving. Let's go to number thirty-seven. And don't get on me for saying why is this car ahead of the Yaris? Like I said, I haven't driven the GR Yaris, so no, no letters, please. But it's the RX Seven mm -hmm. Mazda. I know it's very the close to RX Eight, but the FC and yeah, the FC is probably the least loved of the RX Sevens. But um, yeah, I, I like wanted. It. I like it. I, wanted, I like it. Though. Okay, I wanted to get this in there because it, it, you know, it. Rotary car, you know, Mazda is, you know, it's a small manufacturer from Hiroshima, Japan, not one of the big three. And they really, really uh, made a brand for themselves with this car and the, and the you know, the Miata. And, uh, uh, well, not this car, but the RX-7 line. And the FC, I think, is a, is not my favorite of the RX-7s, but it is definitely a car, I think, that was very popular and kind of, to me, borrowed on the Porsche styling. I don't know. Uh, you know, like a 944. 944. Yeah, 944 <laughs> styling. So 944. Yeah, exactly. 944. Yeah. But anyways, you know, it's got the two rotor uh, waggle, you know, the uh, like 1.3 liter. 
Uh, and at that time, this thing came about 180 horsepower uh, and 182 pound-feet of torque, so it had even more power than the RX-8. So um, performance-wise, it was pretty. It was it was pretty good. Zero to sixty in about seven seconds. So back then, but rear-wheel drive, and of course, you know, uh, the the thing about this is the rotary, uh, compact, very efficient. Not the you know not the greatest burning engine, but you know, um, uh, a very good sports car engine. So. Comments? Anyone yeah. remember uh, one? Anyone own one of these cars? Uh, never, never owned one. But uh, you know, this was the, the this car came out when you know I was growing up, um, probably like after high school. But uh, it was one of my, you know, one of my favorite RX sevens actually. Oh uh, really? Just, oh okay. Just, yeah, yeah. Just it's emotional thing, right? It's like your yeah, it's, your youth. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I like the FD, uh, but um, this one is like, you know, just like when, I, when we were growing up and, you know, it's like if you couldn't afford the Porsche, <laughs> you had the RX-7, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So if, emotionally, I have an attachment to this car. So I, I, I like, and I like the looks of it too. It's kind of sleek and uh, yeah, it's compact. It's, it's got the classic Porsche look, you know, the mm -hmm. pop-up headlights. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it would probably be higher on your list, but this is where it came in on mine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mikio? How about you, James? I mean, I this sort of missed me, if that makes sense, because it wasn't really big at the uh, for me at this time frame for this car in particular. But I okay, don't, don't, don't say you weren't born yet, okay, because I'm not going to buy that. No, I was born at this okay, time, Sam, but uh, unlike you, I wasn't in university. Um, oh, so, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I see Taro's appeal to him, but for me, it just sort of misses, um, if that makes sense. There would have been other cars in that time period that I would have been more into. Like what? Um, well, I mean, I if we're just talking about purely about the RX cars, I mean, obviously, for in the RX-7 departments, the right. f the FD is the is my preferred choice, the one I'm looking at the, the most one. I just think it's a pretty car. Right. This one seems to me where you're going with it's just as Tara suggests that it's borrowed styling. But okay. then for me it's like thinking it's borrowed styling and then maybe you're looking for something else. And and let's okay. be honest, sometimes uh uh the rotary engines don't quite have the reliability or the the know-it-all of what does some of the other cars. So you're not really getting the best of both worlds, but I do always like the name Savannah. I always oh, thought that right. was very yeah, appealing. Savannah. So, yeah. Yeah. so that's, yeah. that was my favorite thing about it, I think, was the name. And that's not much. Okay, so it, this would be actually lower on James's list. So okay. I don't know so, if this would make the list. Sam, it might mind, not even make the list. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But okay, let's go to number not, 36. That's, well, that's the last uh, press car you're getting from Mazda. Okay, oh, there we wow. go. <laughs> Three, seven, what, so low, this one, the Z36? Well, it just kind of tells you there are some really cool cars coming up, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, 36, Nissan 370Z, 350Z, 370Z, the Z33, Z34. So, cars still available now. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it had to make the list, but, I, you know, putting it, there's a lot of good cars still come, to come, but um, we, you know, we all know this car because it's, it's out right now. So, um, Taro, tell me why you, you think it's so low. I mean, what is it because this thing kind of signified the return of the Z or? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an iconic uh, car for, for Nissan, right? I mean, along with the GTR, obviously, but uh, it, it's. But, you know, Z this is, a, you know, there's other Zs in the in this in this list. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, but this okay. this it's, like this yeah. is significant. 
This was the return list. of the of the Z after. No, it's like, okay. I want to hear controversy. I, that's why. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, after not having the Z for how much? It's like. Yeah, it was about probably a decade. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Right. This, this was like uh, Carlos Ghosn came into Nissan and he real when he was rebuilding Nissan, he was like, we got to have the Z back because that's the, the you I, know, I think iconic. The maybe it came out before Ghosn came in. Ghosn was a GTR guy. He's the one who wanted the GTR back. So I think the Z was already in. The no, the Z was before the GTR. No, 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 no. The GTR as in the R35. No, no, no. No, oh, the 350Z came out oh, a while ago. Like well, well before. The 350Z yeah, was well before the 335. Yeah. Right. So Gone, Gone was president already when the Z came out. Let me see, let me see when Carl's Gone was president. Oh, let's and just he, do this. Oh, well, let, while Sam is typing here with his fingers right. one type at a time, the best thing about the 350Z, the best thing about that was the movie they made to sell the car called The Run. I what? love that movie. Have you The Run? Did you never the see Run. The Run? Yeah, I know, I'll pull I don't it up. Remember seeing The Run? Let me let me get uh, stop sharing. Let me pull it up. So the my my yeah. So I'm saying that Gone. Oh yeah. Okay. He, he was there in 1999, 2000. So okay, you're right. Yeah. You're right. He was yeah. already there. Okay. Right. Yeah, so okay. he, when he revived <laughs> his revival plan of Nissan yeah, was to Nissan get the Z back, yeah. yeah, to uh, yeah. to bring up the the brand yeah. value of Nissan and to revive the Z. So that was like one of his right. focal. Okay, so but you in in Taro's world, that car would be way uh, up on it, the list. On my list, the Z, yeah, yeah this three fifty and three seventy would be higher. It wouldn't be number one, but it would be higher than what you have it at. You know, this. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of other cars. There. Thirty. I mean, you got to remember, I'm a little older than you, so you know. Okay. So there's some older cars that I really like that might have made it in there, but like like James says, it's my list. <laughs> but at it least it's your there. list. Yeah, yeah it, it is your list. So, so I'm not, I'm not. not our oh, it's our list. It's GT Channel's list. No, it's Sam's. Hey, wait. List. Hey, is this gonna ever make the um, YouTube or our little YouTube snippets? I mean, this, like you said, this would be perfect for uh, those micro moments. Jumping yeah. from car to yeah. car. Yeah. So have, this is the run, all, which was key moments on YouTube. As you can see, the it run. was shot 2011. What the heck? I've never seen this movie before. You've never seen this? This was like super famous. They released it at the movie theaters. Oh, really? this is, you know what? This, uh, they, they copied a uh, rendezvous, right? The Ferrari one. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, did yeah. it in Prague. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And, this was the, and this was the one car, all the cameras, 14 cameras, and they just filmed it, not sped up. Yeah, okay. They, 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 and it was, oh. I think, I think, because I've got the volume playing, I think it was directed by the same one that did the Bourne Identity. He directed oh, it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I think so. But I could be. I'll have to check that while I'm, we're doing here later on. Oh no, this is fine though. This is this. This ends my five. There it is. Okay. That's oh, five. That's good. My five for this month. Or this. That was, uh, this, that was your episode. five for this episode. Yeah. Okay. So now that now that these some of these cars that you guys know and you know that are present, I think it'll be interesting to see where some of these other cars. You know, you guys will get a gauge of where these other cars are going to fit. So but, yeah, we'd, like, we'd love to hear uh, the comments too uh, from our viewers and listeners. Oh, I what can't they wait. Think. Oh yeah, go yeah. ahead. Just be absolutely. But most so, you know what you I could be. You could be critical, but don't be mean. Don't be. You know what I. You know what I need to hey, talk hey, about though, Taro, more than anything else. Yes, James. Oh, I need to talk about Red Mist, another oh, way, oh. Sam Matani. That's right. <laughs> 
this uh, book will be coming out October. Uh, I've signed a two book deal with uh, a publisher called Force Poseidon. Uh, they read my the prototype, liked it. They were asking what I was, you know, what else I had. Uh, they read a few chapters, sent me the whole manuscript, and then they signed me to a two book deal. So uh, this will have a very, very, another very, very good, cool, I think, car slant to it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't want to give anything away, but there are, yes. Why, why, why is the uh, logo so microscopic here? Like, uh, it's because like, that's, the, that's like... the only that's the only image I had of it. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, but it's got to be bigger. People can't see it. So. It's okay. Just see Red Mist. It's con it's confidential if you don't see it right now. So. FP confidential. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Force Beside is the name of the publisher. So anyway, so yeah. And uh, it's great. You know, I mean. Um, um, and where will yeah. people be able to buy this book? Oh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, everywhere. Any um good decent books are sold so will you narrate the audio version no i will i will not they, will they, i narrate the james audio version sam james i've got the microphone no, you I do, do have this the microphone and you do james. kind of have the voice so I yeah maybe, maybe we'll, yeah maybe we'll do an audition and you can read a couple of <laughs> passages and we'll, and we'll do it here on, on live on pod live and, audition and we'll have people vote See if they, we, Who else they're gonna vote? Who am I going up against Sam, at this point? No, it's gonna be me versus me. It's either yay or nay. So, <laughs> I just hope uh, Mikey cuts the uh, footage, then Tara puts it out uh, there so I can vote it, for it. Here's here's the thing: my protagonist does drive um, his main car. His his personal car is a very classic. I'll just tell you. Uh, well, maybe I'm not supposed to because of uh, all this legal stuff, but it's a it's a very cool Japanese car. So, well, okay. did, so, didn't you release and, all the chapters already, Sam? That we've all read. Oh uh, yeah, but you know what? I took them down. I had to take them down. <gasps> oh yes. really? Oh yeah. my God, really? Okay. Yeah, so they're down. Yeah, I have other so, blogs in their place now. <laughs> okay, I just so, hope that one scene that we talked about in the bathroom got changed, Sam. That's all I want to know about. Uh, we'll we'll see. You will see. Oh. Well, I don't want to see. That's why I wanted to okay. change, to be honest. <laughs> so anyways, so there. thank you, James, for helping me plug it. But uh, it's is still it related you know, to the, the prototype or okay. no? Uh, that's a very good question. So it isn't really a sequel, but it happens in the same, you know, like the Marvel Universe. So there are a couple mm -hmm. characters from the prototype that uh, uh, that are uh, that appear in this in this uh, i do i do like that we've got a mitani universe happening yeah exactly mitani yeah <laughs> the, the mitani, mitani universe novelistic mnu mitani novelistic universe so anyways yeah so there are there are a couple couple characters that that make an appearance in this one yes so those can yes. but that, but like uh like you know the it's a different protagonist different set of characters and everything you know the main ones so oh really okay. yeah 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 so so anyways uh, that's it. Well, there look, you go. Well, so looking forward for to it. Thank you. Hope, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. So we're going to jump in right into my latest loaner vehicle, which was, this is the one I'd suggest maybe that Taro might be needing in the near future. The mm. Atlas oh. Crossport. Oh. Now you may say, James, did we hear about this last year? And didn't you just, yes, guys. Uh, didn't you just can it? I mean, didn't you just absolutely tear, tear, tear it down? No, that was the Atlas. Oh, okay. It's the Atlas Cross Sport, <laughs> Sam. Two very different things. Clearly, you get it. You missed it in the name. It was the Cross Sport differentiated so from okay. the Atlas. Okay. okay, okay. What's the difference? So, then? Explain to okay, us what yeah. the difference of these two cars are. Then the difference is this has two rows of seats. The Atlas has three rows of seats. The Atlas is longer because of the third row. 
But I mean, they both are set on the same platform, obviously, as mm-hmm. a Lamborghini SUV. So I mean, it's it's technically it's a supercar, possibly in the making, maybe one might say. <laughs> uh, maybe stretching a bit, but That's this stretching. one, just a touch, just a touch. Yeah. But uh, this one, I think, while I still had some the, I mean, it's a very good car if you had like two kids that you need to move around and a dog, maybe because there's so much room in it. Mm-hmm. Um, very luxurious, very nice. This was the three liter as opposed to two liter turbo that I had in the Atlas, which I felt, I felt personally was too slow. Mm -hmm, Um, This gives you the extra horsepower that you need um, to give you the extra push. Also helps you tow a little bit more, better more with this one. Um, This one has, and it looks nice. I think was across board with regards to its styling. I think it looks better. Um, It varies in price from the low thirties up to the low fifties. I had the, um, SEL premium R line, which is this version, which is the very most high end. But as you can see with the seats down, you could, what do you need to fit in the back there, Tara? Everything you could, you could sleep in the back of this car when you need to, when you go yeah. on your surf trips, you know? Yeah, no, totally. Um, so being it was the SEL premium R line, you get the fender speakers in there. So it's all nice. So you ration out to your rock music. You've got a lovely interior, drives very nice, all the mod cons that you could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, so for someone that has a family and is doing school runs but doesn't need that third row of seating, I thought this was a very good option. Yeah. That's, it looks like you prefer this to the car. Atlas. Definitely prefer this to the Atlas, without, okay. a, without a shadow of a doubt. It just had uh, the Atlas for me um, was a little bit big. This one also yeah. had the handy feature where you've got like the, the different cameras. So for this one, I liked a lot about it for me in particular was parking it in my garage. You could do the top-down view, which was great to make sure just nimbling, getting around, which was super handy um, uh, to give you all the different views. I like the wheels. I like the styling on this. I had it in the red as opposed to in this color, which is one of the premium colors for this class, but I had it in the red. So that was, think of that being like me uh, driving it around town. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I liked awesome. the, uh, the photos you shot, James, here. Did you uh, take it up to the mountains? Um, actually, funnily enough, Taro, these were provided by Volkswagen. And one thing that I will say is my my biggest peeve about this car is that the Volkswagen website only works on Chrome to download anything. So <laughs> as my third choice browser, it's always a pain getting the images. And I have to always remember it every time. Um, mm. So if Volkswagen was able to tweak that website a little bit to make it a little bit easier, that'd be so much better. <laughs> but... I mean, it is obviously that $50,000, which this comes in is at a premium price point, but you are getting a very nice car for this price point. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks like a, a good, like, balanced um, car. Um, yeah. Just just perfect for, like, what you were saying. You know, if you have a family um, If you've got the, four, the yeah, yeah, family of four with a dog, this is great. Um, just as long as you don't want to invite any friends unless you kick the, the significant other out of the car. Um mm-hmm. But there's, I mean, there is a lot of room in this vehicle as well, which you know, is super it's handy. got so many competitors in that, you know, segment that, oh, you know, it, it, what what does it have that'll make it stand out? I, I see not too much, you know, you know. So, does I mean, it have a four wheel drive version as well? Uh, yes. So this, my, the one that I had had the four motion, or well, it's all wheel drive, but yes, all four motion, all wheel drive. Yeah. Drive, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is so, unit frame, right? I mean, this is this is not a. Uh, ladder frame is it? It's not a truck. It's a unit body. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's. I think it's just the styling's nice in it. I mean, that swooped back. I think looks really good. I think it cuts off. I think it's a stylish car. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't look bad. So yeah. So 
So, yeah. but as you said, uh, Sam, it is in a difficult market, but this is where you get to go shop and you get to look at the ones you like. And, yeah. and I just think this is a good option. To, yeah, I, for example, market. would say, if I was looking at this Koreans. between the, the Atlas and the Atlas Crossport, the Crossport is the one that I think is more favorable to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, James. And that, uh, that article will be up on GT Channel this weekend. Great. Awesome. Well, thank cool. you very much for the live reports, you know, hands dirty, I try. hands I dirty, try and get involved. annual labor that Jane McKeown puts into this show. Um, we are appreciative. All right, Tara, <laughs> what do you got? Um, I just have a uh, one thing. James, can you, my, I think my browser's messed up. Can you uh, just go to GT Channel articles and we'll just... Uh, bear with me one moment. I'll pull it up. So um, I think in last uh, episode, I told you guys, we started this thing, uh, uh, Andrew, our, our man, um, is uh, he, he's been writing articles about like the, right. the things that you've missed um, in the past week. And last week, uh, I don't remember if we talked about this, but uh, the Toyota really announced the, uh, the new 86. 86, that's right. Yeah, they, yeah. they announced it right between our Shows, our so. shows right yeah, yeah it so would have been we, old news we, if we talked about it today so yeah so uh but we did uh cover it um we have a little article uh on it and uh, with a little video there uh powered by by gt channel i, I think it's got a little bit more that. power than the brz doesn't it the the 86 Toyota version yeah i think it does like a fraction yeah <laughs> yeah um so check out these articles um they're really cool um it's just a, yeah it's just a little uh rundown of, of what what's been i don't know what happened to that that smoking tire article um we just introduced what we've what we found on i think it's your browser <laughs> james <laughs> i don't know what's going on here why aren't we seeing these uh, uh these he's probably still using chrome i know he's not using chrome maybe that's why what do you using? i am using uh that's chrome is it huh. yep all right. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, we also do have uh, James's uh, review of the of the Land Cruiser up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have with the micro moments there. Look at that. We have mm -hmm. the moments in there. Yeah. Uh, and we have a, a in, uh, another article about uh, front engine, huh? front engine versus mid engine Japanese cars. Not a lot of mid engine Japanese cars, but uh, we did a little. Uh, story on that so that should be interesting for like uh, you japanese car fans out there and then we did yeah and uh, justin did a review of the new supra as well okay cool 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 so check it out on gtchannel.com um, and uh, you will not uh, be disappointed awesome sounds good uh and that's it Taro. not much yeah else? yeah no that's that that's it for me Okay, so that means that's it for all of us here. Um, thank you again for joining us. Uh, that was episode Pod Speed, episode number 42. So, um, James, oh, uh, before we go, what do we expect from No Breaking Podcast? Oh, well, today, funnily enough, we had Brooke Barini was our latest guest. And Brooke Barini uh, is a pilot of the Alpha Princess, which is a pink a chrome pink gtr that she drag races and wow. she is down in the eight seconds now and she Ooh. is looking to go faster and that's on stock turbos as well in the eight seconds there Amazing. so right. 
it goes to show you, like I said, how fast those GTRs can go. And that is on stock, stock. eight seconds stock turbos. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. And I remember remember last... Dino was saying all he did was change chips, change chips and exhaust, and he's getting like, you know, crazy horsepower. So last, last week was Jamie Price, noted celebrated automotive photographer, worked for the likes of Mazda, Lamborghini, covered things like IMSA, Formula One. So he was on last week talking about his career. So yeah. those are on No Breaking uh, podcast. Uh, pick it up, download it from any server right now, right? Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you, you can you find it. Podcast. And then Taro, as he said, uh, the uh, articles and always new good stuff happening at GT Channel, uh, the videos. So check them out on YouTube and the website, right, Taro? Yes. And uh, please remember to subscribe to uh, Podspeed on all your major podcast platforms. Yes. And thanks please, for listening. Please. Oh, and next week, uh, next episode, we have uh, the voice of Formula Drift, Mr. Jared Deanda. And they should subscribe to it on YouTube as well. Tar. Yeah. Yeah. And then yep. you'll get all our scoops and all that stuff. So in, in a little shorter snippets. You'll never miss a thing. And they should obviously follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Yes. So anyways, that's sure. it. Thank you guys. Okay. Have a great couple of weeks and pod speed to all of you. See you later. All right. Bye bye.